to Alphabet Fly Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with a guest, and we talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is G.S.C. Cooper, and with me today is a uh, person. I can't make a thing. Okay, it's Laura. <laughs> Correct, I am a person. You're a person. Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about someone who is potentially insensitive like half of alpha flight <laughs> so, uh, like at talisman. least 50% of alpha flight yeah so talisman okay so uh do you know anything about talisman i do not okay well um there was two of them one okay. of them being the daughter of the one named shaman but then he took the name talisman so he's technically a second talisman even though he was shaman, who was the father of the first talisman. That's not the way it usually goes. Interesting. Okay. Normal. Normally not. What do you think talisman would look like? And I'm going to say this. He's First Nations. They're both First oh, Nations. Oh, boy. Um, probably, like, really stereotypical. Uh, yeah. Buckskin. A lot of jewelry? I don't know. Well, it, it it's a fancier version. Okay. Of it, like it's uh, like if you could describe it. It's oh boy. Um, okay. He's got long hair and a yellow headband. I think. Um, yes. He's wearing a black and white outfit. The pattern looks. I don't know whether it like it. It kind of maybe it's just because it's black and white, but it kind of looks almost like Haida ish. But then, it um, oh gosh, what's the group that lives out in the like Arizona desert area? Oh, I don't know. Um, uh, well, there's a couple. The uh, there's the one I'm thinking of that has like really geometric Pueblo. Maybe it's a very geometric sort of pattern. Um, it's not quite a dress, but like it's kind of like a a, a robe sort of with like leggings well underneath. Well, like, more like, let's say, like, you were just like, okay, I'm gonna dress up in, like, a robe, but mm -hmm. then you ripped off the sleeves and gave yourself fur trim. Yes, I forgot to mention the sleevelessness, that's yeah. an important part. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, so, gold bracelets. Which I feel like wouldn't be a good idea, because Canada's kind of known to be cold. It is indeed. So, like, it's close to the Arctic Circle. <laughs> is it? Fr is he from Canada? <laughs> yeah. Where, where in Canada? British Columbia. I was right. It is Alberta. And, and, and Alberta. Canada. Okay. Well, the first one. I will get to it. <laughs> but but yeah, so there's two of them. We will be talking about both. I do want you to comment on... Uh, I do want you to comment on the, the, fir the, the first talisman's uh, look as well. Um, I'm going to send you a link. You can kind of just scroll down and Look look at it. It hasn't changed a lot. Um, I will tell you, though, it okay. also seems very impractical for a place known for being cold and windy. <laughs> hmm. Well, she's a girl, so yes. I don't think they know that women can get cold. Well, no, they can't. Oh, uh, okay. 
This one actually does not look like a stereotype. It's just a bad costume. It's just a bad costume. It's not a. Yeah, I would say it's less like a less like a stereotype and more like Woodfrey made something very impossibly sexy and also yeah. impossible to wear. Um. So it's a uh red and white dress. Um. It has full sleeves, but like there's no shoulders. Um. And then the there's like a cutout that goes between her boobs all the way down to her navel yeah. and uh her dress has like two two slits in it for her legs also you didn't mention that it looks like she has very strategically taped uh boob tape to yes. hold up so her because there's no support oh, on well, either side oh no no like cuz that dress would just fall yeah otherwise she is uh, a magician fall off like fall off of her no that would fit it would no it would it no it would stay on Mm -hmm. but not that part it would kind of just flap in the wind ah yes it's very strategic um less less coverage of the chest area than i think a lot of female characters have which is saying a lot Mm Hmm. yeah so oh we're looking at different pictures that's why oh no no we have a couple different yeah. Um, so, so the first one, yes. The modern one, no, mm-hmm. no, not at all. Uh, there's multiple Again, different fringe. ones. Oh, yeah. yeah. In at least one of them, she has like a cape that's a little warmer. Yeah. yeah. And and also a fur tray of fur fur trim as well. That's also an ill-advised costume. And you know what? I'm just saying it mostly because it's going to be cold. Right? Yeah, like a lot of a lot of Alphavite stories revolve around like blizzards and stuff happening. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, like that is okay. That is a stereotype. Not all of Canada is cold, and Canada most of Canada well, isn't cold all the time. But well, but there's a lot of stories that specifically are set in blizzards. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm not saying like you know she's not always going to be cold. But, no, but. That is a situation where you'd want to have a winter costume and a summer costume, and that's not a practical winter costume. I'm not. I'm not even gonna like. I'm not even gonna say anything about like the possible like just objectification. That I'm not mm-hmm. even taking that out of the thing. You're just in an area that you could go to a lot of areas that are perpetually very cold. Yeah. So it's they not- have to. They have to. Fi- they have to fight in like the like the upper Yukon all the time. So, yeah, like, that's just no one. No one thought more than two seconds about this, huh? Also, maybe have sleeves, but whatever. I'll, I'll get to it. So, um, so talisman. So we mm-hmm. saw both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the first talisman is Elizabeth. Two young men, mm-hmm. and that's two young men, but put together. That's her last name. Yep, and her father, which is Michael. Two young men. Was the original uh, shaman. Um, their occupation is student, and that's Both of Elizabeth. Them? No, no. So Elizabeth's occupation is student, and Michael's occupation is physician, uh, surgeon, and adventurer. Ooh. And both of their identities are secret, but known by certain government. Officials, aka the incredibly corrupt uh, government and uh, Canadian government in the 
Marvel universe where they do tons of illegal, <laughs> like, genetic experiments on people to make them into weapons hmm. for some reason. Yeah, so uh, not too far from reality at the moment. Well, not at the moment, yes. But it's just like, like, for some reason, like, Canada's, like, especially heinous in the Marvel universe. <laughs> like... Like, on the level of, like, how heinous, like, America is in the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. Well, which is that, pretty heinous. That's the nature of comics, though. If something's nice on the surface, it might be, it must be hiding a darker secret within. So the more we try to sort of play up the, oh, we're the nice ones, the more, in comics, it's gotta mean that there's something sinister underneath. Yeah, and the sinister thing is weapons, uh, well, the Department H and Weapon X. Exactly. Who are willingly work with North Korea, apparently. Really? Yep, that was oh, a thing. Oh god, I'm not surprised. <laughs> so, uh, they would take uh labor uh well prisoners in labor camps and uh induce X genes on them. <laughs> so so North so North Korea could have super weapons. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Well no, this is for Elizabeth uh and, and for and for Michael, uh, the binder of spirits, the breaker of dark spells, the promise one, and Michael was also called shaman. Okay. A uh, marital status. Uh, Elizabeth is single. So, if you want to get up on that, with I guess she could possibly okay be okay with it. And Michael is. Uh, I'll buy her a coat as a romantic gesture. Yes, buy her a coat. Sometimes you go into blizzards. Please wear this. <laughs> and Michael. And Michael is a widower. Okay. Um. So known relatives, uh, Michael, two young men. This is for Elizabeth, by the way. I'm going to talk about Elizabeth then. Michael for both okay. of these. So for Elizabeth, it's Michael, two young men, which is father. Uh, Karen, two young men, which is. Her mother? Mother, with his for mother who's dead and an unnamed great grandfather who's also deceased and this is for michael uh care uh cat sorry i'd said karen it's Catherine, okay. uh two young men which is his wife who is dead elizabeth two young men who is his daughter and an unnamed grandfather also deceased okay yes and they're both affiliated with the alpha flight of course yep and so Number one, Elizabeth first appeared. Oops, first appeared in Alpha Flight number five, d- December nineteen eighty three. What fools the mortals be! And it has, I think, a it has a really good cover. Like this is a really good cover. Uh, I've got to send it to you. Uh, but it's just kind of like Puck just hopping around doing acrobats, and it just says, "And now Puck." Ah, uh, Puck! I remember him. He's so... It's such a good cover. I love it. I've seen this cover before. Yeah, it's a pretty good cover. Yeah. Shaman first showed up in uh, the same issue a lot of the... um, A lot of the Alpha Flight appeared in, because they spun out of this episode. Uh, The Uncanny X-Men, issue number 120, in April 1979, Wanted. Wolverine, dead or alive. Ah, chaos in Canada. Yeah, it also says chaos in Canada. Um, where they're also in a blizzard where they met Shaman for the first time with no sleeves. 
you know, just, I just want people to be comfortable. Oh, also, I did not say this. Uh, their place of birth, Elizabeth Bur- was born in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And um, Michael was born on the Scar, or the Sarkey uh, Indian Reservation, also in all uh, in Calgary. Alberta? Yep, okay. Calgary, Alberta. So, um, so we're gonna start this out, and that is a tragic backstory. Being born in Alberta. This is a very long. I'm, I'm sorry. Gonna, I'm gonna pretend that's a very funny regional joke. It it, it is. I mean, okay. it's also rude, but. Well, whatever. Uh, what what is a country without being like unnecessarily rude to other parts for no reason? Yeah, at least I didn't make a newfie joke. Yeah. So. <clears throat> if you were from Canada, these would be hilarious. Trust me. Yeah, it would be. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna just put in laugh tracks the entire time, just like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't need pity laughs. <laughs> By the way, this is one of the longer intro in, uh, entries. Mm-hmm. We just did a pretty them? long entry. Um, Michael Two Young Men is a grandson of the sh- of a, the shaman of the Skarki tribe of American Indians uh, who lived on a reservation outside of Alberta, Calgary. I'm just going to say probably say First Nations for that one because... Yeah, I was going to say they're yeah. usually called First Nations, not uh, American Indians. Yeah, because that's kind of... An American term? <laughs> kind of an American term saying, uh, well, this was always America, so... We have yeah. um, First Nations, um, Inuit, and uh, Métis. Yeah. And it's kind of just a hodgepodge down here. I just I try to I try to say First Nations because it sounds way better. Although, like you'll hear from different tribes, different things, but a lot of a lot of them integrated somehow, but not really fully. It's a complicated situation. It turn, turns out like whenever your country or not country, just your lands are completely taken over by another people, and you're marginalized and forced to assimilate over hundreds of years, your culture gets mixed up and all whatnot. Yeah. So. Anyway. Yeah. So. Uh. So. I'll, although Michael's father believed in First Nation sorcery, uh, he believed in, he did not believe in it. So he became a physician and began when came to be called the best surgeon in Canada. Um. He wow. was. Yeah. So he had a thriving medical practice. Lived outside the uh, reservation in Calgary itself in the districts of. Haysboro, uh, along with his wife Catherine and his young daughter Elizabeth. One of the two young men's neighbors was a young girl named Heather McNeil. Uh, over 15 years, Michael and two young men's a, uh, aged shaman grandfather asked Michael to become a student in uh, the First Nations Mystical Arts. Uh, the elderly shaman insisted that his mystical knowledge must be passed down through a blood relative. Uh, with Michael's father's dead, uh, Michael himself learned the ancient secrets, but Michael did not believe in the shaman's mystic arts and refused the offer. They were just doing Doctor Strange again. I just realized that. One of the best surgeons in a country, learning mm-hmm. the mystic arts. He could have been Doctor Two Youngman instead. 
could have pulled a Doctor Strange and just took his uh, title as a superhero name. Yep. And said he went with Talisman. Or Shaman and then Talisman. Uh, following The following months, uh, Michael desperately tried to find a cure for his wife who was succumbing to a fatal disease. Uh, Michael promised young Elizabeth that he would succeed in curing, curing uh, Catherine, but failed. And Uh-oh. Catherine died. Um, and then Elizabeth uh, somehow felt betrayed and began years of hatred for uh, towards her father for failing to save her mother. I wonder if that had something to do with promising a child that you can cure something. Also, wasn't he a surgeon? He was a physician and a surgeon. Mm. Well, which I feel like is like not a good combo to have because, like, sure you have you need you know the knowledge. But, like, they're both very time-intensive jobs. Yeah. One tending to be a little bit more urgent, a.k.a. a surgeon. Well, yeah, they're different specialties, so I don't think- I don't think they let you do both of them. Like, well, maybe he, like, became the surgeon, he was just using his, like, medical knowledge to try to cure. Maybe. Maybe. Anyway, you're not supposed to do that with your own- Family, yeah. Yeah, you're not supposed to treat your own family. Anyway. You're not supposed to treat your own family because stuff like this happens when you think you can Don't make promises to your children. And you make promises to your children and then they hate you for very justifiable reasons. And by coincidence, Mm -hmm. Michael's uh, grandfather died the very same day. Of course he did. So, so basically, um... His wife and his grandfather fell into a fridge. Yeah, at the same time. At the same time, they just fell into a fridge. It's just like, oh no, I need to learn magic. Th- that's what prompted him to learn magic? Pretty much. Well, there's more to it, but that's pretty much it. Um, tormented by grief, uh, Michael went to live in a lonely cavern. Cavern in... A I don't cabin? know if this is a typo. A lonely or- cabin, yeah. In B-A-N-F-F? National Banff. Park? Banff? Yep. Okay, Banff. I thought that might have been a typo. Banff. It's, Banff. A, it's a big national park. It's like Yellowstone, kind of. Okay. Uh, the McNeil family raised uh, Elizabeth in his abs. No wonder she did like him even more. Yeah. Just like, okay, I'm gonna leave you, so bye. Yeah. Maybe you could have used this time I failed you, and now to- I'm gonna go live in the woods for a while. You, maybe you could have used this time to- Comfort your daughter and maybe get close. Do some therapy. You know, you both had major loss in your life, and that that could lead to healing if you both acknowledge it together and work no, through no, no, it no, together. No. no, no, no. Everyone knows that the cure for grief is to run away and live in a cabin in the woods. <laughs> yeah. So, in Banff. So, this is morbid. Uh, Michael was sent the skull of his shaman grandfather whose spirit appeared to him. Now Michael was ready to study the shaman uh, well sorry to study the First Nations mystical arts or sorry I should specify the Scar Key uh, mystical arts and at first at first his belief in them was too weak to enable him to draw objects from the mystical medicine pouch he was given uh, but time passed and his belief grew stronger, and he succeeded uh, 
with the pouch. Then Michael adopted the sacred guard uh, garb of the of a scar key shaman. Uh, over no sleeves, apparently. Over eight years ago, um, shaman was drawn into a just uh, a desolate area in Canada, uh, north of the Arctic Circle, by the mystical forces he senses he sensed, uh, where he spoke with the goddess uh, Nelvana and assisted in in her giving birth to her demigod child. The child was a transmorph, able to assume any shape, and two young men used a spell to bind the child to Earth's reality, so it could only take on human form. Uh, Michael then raised the child, whom he called Narya, himself. She aged extraordinarily rapidly, and within weeks, within weeks, her aging process stabilized into her early 20s. I wonder, wow. I wonder why. I wonder why. Maybe that's like the ideal age for a lot of heroes. Apparently. You know, not too old, not too young. You can kind of keep them looking the same for a long time. Yeah, no one ever gets stuck as an immortal at like 40. Well, like, Wolverine kind of got stuck like middle age, not 40, but like That's maybe true. like in his 30s. That's true. And stuff. Like, you would imagine, you imagine the best age, though, would probably be, like, a little bit older, like, around 30-something. Yes, but she's like female, you, so she has to be stuck at a uh, oh, young, attractive age. Oh, yeah, because women lose their attractiveness after 30. Obviously, everyone apparently. knows it's all downhill after you yeah. turn 19. There's definitely, there's definitely not mountains of evidence that that's wrong. Yeah. But, you know, it's whatever. Um... So, Heather McNeil, now grown up and married to James McDonald uh, Hudson, who later became the guardian, or the leader, of an organizer of Alpha Flight. Mm -hmm. And she also becomes the Vindicator later, which we will be talking about with Sean. Oh, cool. Yeah. Do you so, schedule us for the Canadian heroes? Like, is that... Specifically, yeah. Cool. Okay. Just, just because I don't no, I barely know about America, <laughs> so I don't expect to know much about Canada, except for like the little snippets I get from, I guess Scott Pilgrim and other shows set uh, and other things set in Can uh, Canada, which I said. Yep. So. Yep, Canada. Yeah, Canada. I heard that there's poutine there. There is. So, yeah. I had some for lunch yesterday. It's good. And that. And that some of you have French, but like weird French, like weird fake French that don't sound like France. French. Ah! <laughs> Ce n'est pas C'est vrai français. C'est juste un accent différent. No, my uh, my French teacher and who was actually like French mm -hmm. in in high school, like. Just did not like uh, despise like Quebec. Quebec French. Just despise Quebec French. <laughs> yeah, I was taught Parisian French in in school, so the like, accent is funny to get used to at first, but it's not fake French well, any more than American English is fake English. Well, she would almost go to say that she was very opinionated. <laughs> Let's say that. Well, she's French. So, and she also she also her uh, her grand not grandfather her father. Um, 
was her father and her mother actually were part of the uh, French resistance in World War Two. And, wow. Uh, like, during the puppet government age. And uh, I had lots of really interesting stories about about how um, about how her grandfather, like, killed a Nazi with by stabbing him after capturing him before okay. putting a bomb down. That sounds cool. No, really cool. He also he also grew up super rich because he was the uh, reason why we have Laughing Bell in uh, in North America and South America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really interesting. Also, I uh, really hated Quebec. That woman <laughs> just hated it. I mean, but <sighs> she did not not have uh, problems with a lot of West. Uh, not mean East. No, sorry, West Canada though. Mm. Don't know why. But sorry, <clears throat> the story is over. So, um, Heather McNeil married to Guardian. Yeah. Yeah, what happened to Elizabeth? Vindicator. Uh, well, we'll get to Elizabeth later. Okay. Uh, it doesn't come up yet. Um, so the Hudsons went to Banff, Banff, uh, National Park and visited Michael, where they met Naria, who now seemed to be at least 20. Heather discovered her shape-changing ability and told her husband. Michael explains to the Hudsons about her origins and his mystical abilities. Delighted, Hudson recruited both of them for the government programs that would that would lead to them becoming Alpha Flight members. Michael took the name Shaman, and Naria became Snowbird. Now, she becomes dead at some point. We'll be talking about her in the Book of the Dead. But she's the one that turns into animals and whatnot. And is also a demigod. So Michael continued his medical practice. The shaman and snowbird remained with Alpha Flight, even after it temporarily lost its affiliation with the can- Canadian government. Um, fifteen For 15 years, Elizabeth had not spoken to her father, because, uh, and she became a art, uh, an student at an art college. Um, one day, when helping work on the on earthing the remains of the of the original Fort Calgary, Elizabeth uncovered a skull and then saw an apparition of Renoc the Devourer, one of the great beasts of of Canadian myth. Um, it was it was be. It was because of because Elizabeth, as a direct descendant of, had inherited a great mystical potential that she alone saw the uh, apparition. Um, moreover, the mystical potential enabled her to recognize Shaman as her father from a newspaper. Really, she recognized him because of her mystical potential, and not just because. Hey, look, it's my dad. Oh, okay. He was using a masking spell. To prevent okay. people from recognizing him. Okay, that makes him. more sense. Well, no, because like I had to get to the end of the sentence because just like, well, he he's older, but like you still look like your father. Yeah. But, okay. Masking spell. I can see how she would be able to see through that. But wait, does that mean she could see through all like magical spells on paper as well? That's a good question. If you take a photo of someone using a spell. Like let's like let's say like someone's using a glamour of some mm-hmm. sort. Like 
could she see through it on paper? And how would she know that they were using a glamour if she could just see through it on paper? Maybe it was the magical spell of all white people think that First Nations people look the same. <laughs> that's it. No, that's it. Um, it's a magical spell of racism where people Ugh. can't recognize you from the other others. Yeah, she then shaman, summoned Shaman to examine the skull, and when they met, and then they met with a man named Lucas Strang, and his great granddaughter uh, Emily. Uh, Renok's spirit took over Emily's body and tried to destroy Emily, but Renok's power actually unleashed her mystical talents. Now, instinctively, she was able to turn Renok's mystical powers against him. Uh, then Shaman had Elizabeth reach into his medical pouch, and she pulled the circlet of protection on Shaman's instructions, and she said on her brow, and she was then mystically garbed in, I'm going to say an overly sexy costume. And then she was Talisman, a person of immense mystical abilities who had long been prophesized. She then joined Alpha Flight. Uh, later, Daphne... Uh, Daphne... Sorry, Dauphin, 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 Courtney of Omega Flight store, stole Shaman's medicine bag and turned it inside out, unwittingly releasing the mystical force that pulled the several alphabet, sorry, not alphabet flight, I did it, I did it, um, Alpha Flight members into the strange pocket dimension linked in the pouch. So, anyone could have done that? Yeah, that's a good question. So, but she's a robot. The Delphine, Delphine Courtney. Okay. So, like, could anyone do that, or is it just because she's not like human, she can do it? I don't know. And also, why would it pull like people into the alternate dimension? No, no. Why would it pull specific people into the alternate dimension? Proximity. But but she would have been turning it inside out. She would have been holding it. Maybe it's everyone except the person touching it? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Um, Shaman persuaded uh, Elizabeth to enter the dimension herself to save them and pledged that he would keep her safe. Uh, Elizabeth did indeed save the other Alpha Flight members, but herself was, when she was about to emerge with Shaman's help, was interrupted by Courtney, who captured Snowbird and was seemingly about to kill her. Uh, Shaman took only a moment. Shaman took only a moment to save Snowbird, but as a result, the portal into the pocket dimension collapsed, trapping Elizabeth. Uh, she was rescued and returned to Earth by the alien Beyonder. Uh, but Elizabeth was enraged by her father, and that he had promised to save her from the pouch dimension, and failed to do so. And just as he just as he promised to save her mother, and failed. So, I would also say justified. Yeah, I mean, well, no, it's justified rage, but I could see why he like. Went away for a second. Yeah, do it. She has but a lot just, of issues with her dad. Yeah, and I believe I I don't blame her for mm -hmm. that. Moreover, she learned that she could not remove the circulus of circulate of enchantment from her brow, brow without causing herself great pain, blaming her father for having her put it on without warning her. 
So now she can't just be Elizabeth. She's always talisman. Ooh. Shaman himself was in anguish by his failure to save Elizabeth. He lost his faith in himself, thereby lost his ability to perform the mystical arts, and he went off alone into wilderness. Is that his main problem-solving solution? Um, so his main problem-solving is causing his daughter great grief and then running away. So then he uh, was retrained by his great-grandfather's ghost and received a new costume and a spirit staff. From now on, he can summon spirits of nature and ask them to do his bidding. However, he cannot control them as Elizabeth could. Okay. Is that when he becomes talisman instead of shaman? It does not say that he changed his uh, code name yet. Um, but I suspect it is. Uh, as long as uh, ta- Elizabeth wore the talisman's, talisman circle of enchantment, she became increasingly inhuman in her uh, attitudes. Uh, talisman's power, which was fully unleashed by the um, circulate, uh, corrupted her, leading her to give into her hatred and bitterness towards her father, to become overwhelmed by it and to act against him. Snowbird herself was about to give birth, and Shaman sought a mystical place of power, where the child could be bound to reality. Unknown to her father, Elizabeth commanded the spirits to lead them to Beachy Island for the birth. The island was actually a place of evil, where hate-filled where a hate-filled sailor laid beneath the ground, not truly dead, known as Pestilence. Elizabeth hoped that Pestilence would humiliate Shaman in the eyes of the other Alpha Flight members, and she planned to defeat Pestilence herself. But uh, Elizabeth was unable to stop Pestilence, who tore the circlet off her brow, rendering her, rendering her unable to use most of her powers. Uh, Pestilence then unleashed the Great Beast against the uh, Alpha Flight. Believing that it was the only ways of saving Alpha Flight the rest of the, and the rest of the human race, Shaman donned the circulate himself, gaining the power of the talisman. Ah, okay, so that's when he becomes talisman. Yeah. Uh, donning the circulate, he, th- uh, sorry, uh, he put on the circulate knowing that his personality would grow increasingly inhuman over time as a result, but he believed he had no choice. Using his powers, uh, new power, Shaman banished the great beasts and commanded Snowbird to attack Pestilence, who fled it back into the Earth. Uh, now that she's free of the circulate, Elizabeth regained her normal personality and has forgiven her father for what she's for what she held against him. She also quit Alpha Flight, and now Michael has now called both Shaman and Talisman, and he recently left Alpha Flight and his presence his his present activities are unknown. Wow. So that was a lot of story for I don't think a lot of... entry, yeah. Honestly, not super impressed with them, so... No, that's... I mean, it's, like, sad, but... But, like, but so is most of Alpha Flight. They have sad backstories, but the characters themselves are basically templates. You can put those sad stories on. Yeah. Well, we have to to do their deets, of course. Yes, of course. Uh, So... Uh, so Elizabeth is actually taller than her father. She's uh seven ten. Seven ten? Not seven ten. Sorry, five ten. I said seven ten. She's five ten. Okay. Um. So she, 
I guess she's, I'm guessing she's actually probably biracial. Okay. Yeah, I'm guessing she's biracial. Um, maybe. I don't know. Cause their wife, cause her wife is stuck, his wife is stuck in a fridge. But, and, uh, but Shaman is, um, eight five. I'm sorry, not eight five. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm saying it the wrong way. Five eight. Okay. Yeah. Uh, she is 170. Five and he is one twenty, I mean one thirty five. <laughs> she has blue eyes. He has brown eyes, and they both have black hair. They possess the human strength of someone their age who does a lot of exercise. They both are magic, um, but they tend to focus on commanding the spirits of the nature and natural world to do their bidding. So they can like call on like the spirit of a north wind to create a wind or or like kind of call on the spirit of the natural materials from a house is constructed or or like stone to make like hmm. beings and stuff so they could so they can make your wood flooring turn into wood flooring people creepy it, the wood flooring people I mean powers themselves on interesting. Uh, they can tap into mystical energies around them and use do do magic. So, pretty much, I think of most magic things, and they could probably do it. Okay. Um, such as a masking spell and whatnot. Yes. Um, Elizabeth though uh, has some ability uh, to utilize magical forces with the tiara. But they're mostly, th- but they're quite limited unless she wears the tiara, mm-hmm. which eventually she does get it back. Okay. With circulative power. Because as you can see, she was in like Omega Flight and later issues. Yes. After this. As Talisman. They also have like a pocket dim- a pocket dimension they can pull stuff out of uh, in his pouch. Um, and its dimension is called the Void. So before uh, becoming the talisman, shaman could summon the spirits and ask them, but he could not command them. So basically the difference between the two is shaman asks and talisman makes them do stuff. In the abilities of Michael, two young men, or a shaman, he's he's real good with, he's like, he has a limited knowledge of hand-to-hand combat and he's also renowned as an extraordinary surgeon. And, um... Does he still keep working as a surgeon after all the running away to the National Park thing? Like, I think... I don't think he does. Um, he seems to be... He probably is, like, the, the group doctor. It makes sense. Um, but... Yeah, I don't think he does. Hmm. Because they mentioned that he still practices medicine when he joins Alpha Flight. But not after he runs away. So I can't say for sure. Okay. And also, this is filled with typos. Apparently, he can mystically teleport Popple. <laughs> you know, when you gotta move Popple from place to place. Yeah. But um, apparently, anyone except Elizabeth can look in the pouch without going insane. Uh, some of the. Anyone some of the except? Object- Except anyone except Elizabeth and him, I should say. Sorry. So that means they will go insane, but no one else will. No, they won't go. Sorry, no one. No one can 
no one else can look into it. Okay, because you said them. anyone else. Sorry, sorry. I said no. I said no one. I should have said no one. So, uh, so he pulled like an animated totem pole, powder capable of generating a snowstorm, powder that can tel- mystically teleport people, medicinal herbs, uh, the circle of power. Probably pulled out like a cheeseburger once, and it was like really good, <laughs> just like the best cheeseburger ever. Um, he also now shaman carries a spirit staff, which he can summon spirits, and his headpiece, the eaglet helm, can transform into an eagle, which he can use to as a familiar or go to like the spirit world. So it can be like eagle, go, go and it just goes. something. <laughs> in the spirit world and then they do yep so uh, yeah also there's an uh, Australian superhero who also happens to be a aboriginal mystic mm-hmm. named talisman oh so many so many so many very questionable choices on the part of marvel writers so, so many just Aboriginal and First Nation people with the same name. Have I told you about, um, you know about, um, oh gosh, what's his name? There's a character. He was in the the X-Men. Yeah? Um, Manifold? Nope. Yeah. It was a, it was a Native American stereotype. Thunderbird. Oh, T- Thunderbird, yeah. Thunderbird. Um, the first two versions of the character are Native American. The second one is Indian. Yeah. Like Indian Indian. Neil, Neil Shara, uh, Shara. Yeah, Neil Shara. I found Who that is... out when I was researching for an X-Men pitch. But like, <laughs> uh, not, uh, like, not the idea I would have gone with, not the sort of name and template I would have gone with in the first place, but then the, in the second place, you know those are not the same those are different type. Just, I have so many questions. <sighs> yeah, they, I mean, they're both brown people, but not yeah, like they're not the same. The same type of brown people. Oh, so, Marvel. I think we're pretty much done. So, what do you think about Talisman One and Two? Um. Well, again, they seem like they just sort of was like, "Hey, you know, it'd be cool if we had a Mystic Indian," and then, uh. Just didn't do much beyond that, as you said, template. Yep. Like, we'll give them some sort of backstory and there'll be some family drama, but, like, that's it. Well, like most Alpha Flight members, they're templates. They're just templates. Where sad stuff happens around them, but they don't really... I mean, I guess, like, like, Talisman, I think, had the most, like, actual, like, character development, like, that Elizabeth did. Um, but Shaman just seems to be in the same place he was before, but more powerful. Yeah. And sadder. And sadder, which is like, okay, cool, you're already pretty sad in the first place. <laughs> so, so yeah, I think we're pretty much done, and uh, let's get to plugs. Okay. Um, if you uh, liked listening to me, I guess, um, I do a show called Pitch Me Something with my co-host Sean, where we talk about uh ideas for comics uh movies video games tv shows um all that sort of stuff um 
uh, you can find us at our website, uh, franklyimplausible.com, or we are also on iTunes, Google Play, and a couple other podcasting sites. Okay. My name is Jesse. I have a podcast called Creepy Critters, where I talk about cryptids. Um, if you'd like to see my little cryptid, my cat with four thumbs, who's also sleeping behind me right now, um, you could go to at, um, at Marvelous Mooch on <clears throat> Instagram. And while you're there, you might as well go over to the Instagram at Alpha Flight, which is also the same name as the Twitter, where you can see the pictures of the people we're talking about. I also have a Patreon, which if I get $25 a month, I will do an extra episode a week where I talk about the pets of Marvel. This has been Alphabet Flight, and please listen to Prince Namor, and don't do that horn. Bye! Bye! Bye.